0: Ross Tucker Football Podcast. I never do that. I bring it for 30 minutes every episode of every podcast on the Ross Tucker Podcast Network, including on a Power Rankings Tuesday, presented, of course, by DraftKings. Love those dudes. Love all of you that are loyal listeners or viewers at YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Especially adore those of you that realize Brian and I are trying to grow this thing and any little way that you help us really is meaningful to us. Whether that's spreading the word via social media, let's do another quote tweet this week of at Ross Tucker Pod. I don't think we did a very good job of actually retweeting those yet uh, last week. At Ross Tucker Pod, quote tweet it with anything cool about any of the shows. You had a great chance to read uh, to, to win one of these unbelievable signed press passes or football cards or pictures, whatever you want. Sponsor confirmation email winner. We certainly now have enough sponsors for you to take advantage of. The Game Time app is amazing. Sling TV. How about Masterworks? You know I'm a big fan of Simply Safe. And we even got a beer. Labatt Blue Light. I love it. I love it. YouTube shout out. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Just hit the thumbs up. We're so close to 6,000 YouTube subscribers would like to get there. Please go over there. Hit the thumbs up. I think we're like at 5,990 blah, 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 blah. All I have to do is hit the thumbs up. Dan Swanson is our patron of the day. Patreon.com slash RT media. That's how you get access to the private Tuckhead Slack channel. For those of you who know what Slack is, you get the even money bets, the Friday picks, the press box, food grades, power rankings, et cetera. It's Big Show time. The Big Show.
1: Last night on Monday Night Football, it took four field goals from Dustin Hopkins, the fourth one in overtime. Chargers over the Broncos 19-16. to 16.
0: Correct. And I will start with Monday night, but we got to talk about Sunday night as well since we missed Sunday night's game, because we recorded right before that Eagles-Cowboys contest. Last night reminded me of every other Broncos game this year. Except, I think the difference here, maybe, is that Russell Wilson actually started out hot. He was completing all of his throws. He kind of had a classic Russell Wilson scramble to the right, throw it to Judy downfield. He found the rookie tight end, Dulcich on what was a dropped coverage by J.C. Jackson of the Chargers. And the Broncos scored a touchdown. Those are worth six points, Denver fans. A touchdown. Other than that, and other than Austin Eckler bullying his way into the end zone, this game was a complete field goal fest. There were a ton of penalties for both teams, which really just compounds the low scoring, right? It just, the game drags. The game has no flow. It's awful. The combination of penalties and field goals is not fun. I did think both defenses played well, and I do want to give a shout-out, even though I'm not a huge fan of the level of importance of kicking in the sport of football. Yes, I know it's football. Chargers kicker Dustin Hopkins Said after the game, he heard a pop in his hamstring. And yet, he still battled through. Give him a lot of credit. Battled through to make four short kicks, including the game winner, in overtime. So he deserves a lot of credit for that. I mentioned earlier J.C. Jackson. He got benched. I think his contract's like $85 million over five years I think he, what is that, 17 million a year? Something like that. And he's been injured, and he's been ineffective when he's been out there. And as a result, he got benched. He dropped his zone coverage. He had deep third. Dulcet ran in the deep third. He wasn't there. That was the touchdown. Uh, Russell Wilson and the Broncos offense was rough in the second half. Absolutely rough. I mean, sacks, galore. Russell Wilson was 3 of 11 throwing the ball in the second half and overtime. 3 of 11. They got one field goal. One field goal if you look all the way through everything we're talking about here. Second half, overtime. Denver's defense did the job. Denver's defense did what they had to do. They held up their end of the bargain. They held the Chargers to less than three hundred yards. Baron Browning, I think he had a pick, he had a sack. He was playing well. Ultimately, it came down to a muffed punt in overtime by the Broncos that gave the Chargers the game, and thankfully saved us from the game actually being a tie, which would have been awful. Chargers get to four and two. Broncos drop to two and four. I don't think Brian's gonna re tee me. That's what they call in the business. Like if the guy like re you and mentions the next game, I kind of thought Brian was gonna re tee me. We didn't talk about this ahead of time. That's fine. Then we I'm can go score. into
1: Sunday Night Football now with the Eagles remaining undefeated after a 26-17 win against
0: Dallas. How's that for your re Thank you. You know what it does? It just lets me take a breath and maybe a sip of water, which I did just take, which I appreciate. No Dalton Schultz for the Cowboys, uh, which hurts them. This was utter domination for the Eagles early. Again, Sirianni's was aggressive on fourth down. Again, they were able to get first downs on fourth down because they run the ball with the quarterback sneak. I will say this, the Cowboys' defense did some good things. Hertz got sacked on a stunt up front against Landon Dickerson. Hertz missed did miss a wide-open throw early, but the Eagles' defense was just killing the Cowboys early in this game. Jordan Davis, the rookie nose tackle, showed up again. Eagles' coverage was incredible for the most part in this game. Their corners, Bradbury and Slay, played really, really well um, throughout the game. Eagles scored a touchdown after Dante Fowler for the Cowboys like ridiculously jumped off sides on fourth down to make the score seven. It was the end of the first quarter. He jumped. When all the Eagles were doing was trying to get him to jump, they were going to kick a field goal. But it worked. It was fourth and five or something. And he jumped. When they were down seven uh, – to, to make them up go up seven-nothing – then Cooper Rush forced a pass, which was not smart. Bradbury tipped it, led to a CJ G J interception, and the Eagles absolutely ran it down the Cowboys' throat. Next thing you know, AJ Brown scores on one of those really smart plays where the Eagles kept reading Micah Parsons. They kept putting him in a bind, uh, which was very smart to make it fourteen nothing. The Eagles, the Cowboys then went for it on fourth and short after a bad spot. McCarthy should have challenged the spot. They got a bad spot on a throw to CeeDee Lamb. So they go for it on fourth and short. But Rush's pass got tipped away again on a bootleg. So that led to a Jake Elliott bomb, field goal, 17-0. Then Cooper Rush threw another interception uh, where he tried to force it. Darius Slay picked it off. Now we're at what, two picks so far? And that led to another Elliott field goal. So it's 20 to nothing. The only reason why the Cowboys even scored in the first half was because Kevontae Turpin had an awesome kickoff return that led to a, a Cowboys field goal after Bradbury tipped another pass. So it was 20 to three at halftime. Things kind of flipped at halftime. Lane Johnson went out with a concussion. The Cowboys. I thought started to take over up front on the offensive line. Impressive mix of run and bootlegs on their first drive of the second half, which made it twenty to ten after a Zeke touchdown. Then um, Gainwell missed a blitz pickup. There was more missed ca- missed tackles by the Eagles. Um, they had I thought a ridiculous block in the back by the Cowboys that after. Further discussion, they overturned in New York, which led to a touchdown by Jake Ferguson on a bootleg. So it's 20-17, to and it's like, wow, Eagles are in trouble. But then the Eagles, they've done this all year. When they absolutely have to have a good drive, they get it. They got back to the ground game with the running backs, mixed in some hurts, some passes, They get a touchdown to go up 26-17. And then Gardner Johnson got another interception after uh, Cooper Rush was hit by Brandon Graham trying to throw it deep. That was the final score, 26-17. The Eagles get the win. The city of Philadelphia is going bananas right now. And just looking at my game time app, because Philly's on fire, I can go to game three. Of Padre's Phillies. Game one's tonight, by the way, in San Diego. But the first home game for the Phillies at Citizens Bank Park is game three. $289 right now on the game time app. Or I can go to the Sixers home opener. $47. That's it. $47. But it's not even, it doesn't even cost that much. Because with the game time app, when you download it and create an account. And redeem the code Ross, you get $20 off your first purchase. So think about that. $47 to go to Sixers Bucks, and I take $20 off the first purchase. Again, that's Ross. For $20 off your first purchase, terms apply. Definitely download the game time app and definitely see what last minute tickets are available where you are, lowest price guaranteed. Time for the all important power ranking.
1: The worst team in the history of the NFL is. I don't think this comes as a shock to anybody. It's the Carolina Panthers, number 32.
0: Panthers are not good. Panthers have all kinds of issues. Panthers traded Robbie Anderson yesterday. We'll probably talk more about that when we get to the Cardinals, but they traded Robbie Anderson yesterday. They are a mess. They've already fired their coach. That's what happens when you are 32nd in my power rankings.
1: Number 31, the Houston Texans.
0: Texans also made a move yesterday that I thought was interesting, parting ways with Executive Vice President Jack Easterby. This is the guy that everybody didn't like, that everybody blamed for everything going on in Houston. It's very interesting that they ended up doing this at this time of year right like it's kind of rare for a guy like this to get fired you know didn't they have their buys or like five games into the season I, I don't really get it I I'd be curious regarding the timing there but something must have happened they said mutually part of ways feels like the Texans wanted to move on from him one way or the other I would love to hear why I would love to know why that's the case Texans are still not a good football team
1: Number 30, the Chicago Bears.
0: Well, they lost the battle for uh, 29th. There was a big battle last Thursday night between the Bears and the Commanders to see who would be 29th in my power rankings. Commanders squeaked it out, so the Bears are 30th. Okay,
1: 29, Commanders.
0: Carson Wentz had surgery on the ring finger on his throwing hand. And as a result, he's out for a while. I mean, he's out for four to six weeks, which means it's Heineke time. This is actually probably a blessing for the commanders. I think they already know that Carson Wentz isn't going to be their guy next year. I think they probably know that Heineke isn't either, but Heineke maybe gives them a spark so they can have a better season and Rivera can keep his job. Otherwise, Maybe Heineke doesn't give him a spark. They put Sam Howell in, and Howell shows enough that maybe Ron Rivera gets to keep his job. But he wasn't going to keep his job with Wentz. I mean, they're clearly the last team uh, in last place in the division.
1: Number 28, the Detroit Lions.
0: Had a buy. not much to say. It's the first time this year we're saying that about some teams on the power rankings.
1: Number 27, Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: Moved up three spots. That was a big-time win. Very impressed by the defense. Pretty impressed by what I saw from Mitch Trubisky when he came in. Really curious, actually, to see what happens at quarterback this week. Is it Pickett again? Is it Trubisky? You know, based on how Trubisky played, I guess you could leave him in there. But we've seen what he does as a starter but then again, you know Pickett has to clear the concussion protocol. There's a, lot, there's a lot in play there.
1: Cardinals, number 26.
0: Unbelievable amount of moves by the Cardinals yesterday, by the way. It looks like they've lost their left guard, Justin Pugh, for the season. By the way, Justin like lost 50 pounds this offseason and was retired. They talked him out of retirement, and now he gets a really bad knee injury. This is why some guys just say, no, I'm done. This is why guys don't come out of retirement. Whatever the money is that he earned this year, not going to make much of a difference in his life. Justin already made a lot of money. This knee injury, probably going to make a difference in his life. And uh, I, I hate it for him. It stinks. The Cardinals also activated DeAndre Hopkins from the suspended list. He'll play Thursday night against the Saints. I mentioned they traded 6th and 7th round picks for Robbie Anderson, which makes even more sense when you find out that they lost wide receiver Hollywood Brown indefinitely with a foot injury.
1: Number 25, the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: Kind of thought they'd be better. Last couple of weeks were pretty disappointing, losing to both the Texans and the Colts. I thought with Doug Peterson, some of the talent that the Jags would be better than this. They did score more points against the Colts, but then their defense didn't get it done. It kind of feels like it's same old Jaguars.
1: Number 24, Denver Broncos.
0: Seems so unlikely that Nathaniel Hackett keeps his job after this year. I mean, they're 2-4 and now. You give Russell Wilson that contract, he's not going anywhere. Hack it is. Uh, they don't turn this around. 23, the Saints. Disappointing year in New Orleans. So many Saints fans got so mad at me when I said that the Saints clearly think they're better than the rest of the league does. I even like the Saints for their over win total, over eight and a half, but I didn't think that they were like a Super Bowl contender like they ap- appeared to. And now they're going to have a rough time even making the playoffs, they got to win Thursday night. They don't even know who their quarterback is, whether it's Dalton or Winston Thursday night.
1: Number 22, the Seattle Seahawks.
0: Seahawks, you know what? They are better than I thought they'd be. And feels weird to say this. It feels like they're better off without Russell Wilson. I never, ever would have envisioned saying that. Never, ever, ever.
1: 21 the Cleveland Browns
0: hard to buy stock in the Cleveland Browns right now. I'd have to check symbol to see what their valuation is right now, but they're going the wrong way. They're not winning these close games and they're not, it doesn't feel like going to be in the playoff mix when Deshaun Watson comes around. Although I don't know, maybe their valuation is so low and they're getting Watson back. Maybe it's a good time to buy some stock in symbol, which lets you trade Pro, buy some stock in the Browns at Symbol, I should say. Symbol lets you trade pro and college teams like stocks. You can literally earn cash dividend payouts when your teams win. This is awesome. Can't believe nobody took the had the idea before or thought of it. Symbol took the thrill of sports betting and combined it with the profitability of the stock market to give you a platform where fortune favors the fans. Download the Symbol mobile app for iOS by searching S-I-M-B-U-L-L in the app store and use promo code ROSS to receive a free team stock valued up to $150 upon signing up. So you can buy the Browns now if you think they're, if they've hit rock bottom or the Lions. Dan Campbell said they hit rock bottom. Buy them now before their valuation goes up. That's code ROSS to claim your free stock on the Symbol mobile app.
1: Number 20, the Los Angeles Rams.
0: Wow. has been a while since the Rams were this low, and they just won a game by two touchdowns, but they're just so beat up on the O-line. They just don't look right. Feels like it's a lost season, although they're talented enough with Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Stafford, that if they get into the playoffs – and their O-line comes together or is healthy then, they could go on a run.
1: Number 19, the Green Bay Packers.
0: So the Packers, this is as low as I can ever remember them, Bry. I mean, I, I can't ever remember us talking about the Packers at this point. And I think they'll bounce back. I think they'll be better. They still have a lot of young players playing. They're working in some of the old linemen like Bakhtiari and Jenkins, but something's not right. Aaron Rodgers saying we need to simplify the offense. They're not in a good way right now.
1: Next is the Colts at number 18.
0: And they're on the rise. You know, that's two and wins in a row from the Colts. Matt Ryan looked good, throwing the ball to Michael Pittman. They have figured out their best O-line, and they're a much better team as a result. Pryor never should have been at tackle.
1: Number 17, San Francisco 49ers.
0: I dropped them a bunch. You know, I'll tell you why I did that. Because it's how you are right now. And how you are right now, the Niners are very beat up, very beat up on the defensive side of the ball. We'll see if they can get Bosa back. But they kind of got handled by the Falcons in every way. And they didn't even move it that well. Falcons aren't that great on defense. And the Niners only scored 14 points. Bad outing for them. Bad, bad, bad.
1: Number 16, the Raiders.
0: So the Raiders had a bye, so not much to say there. Number
1: 15, the Atlanta Falcons.
0: Never did I envision the Falcons being this high this year. Arthur Smith has got to be up there for coach of the year. I thought there was a very good chance the Falcons were the worst team in the NFL. They are far, far from that. And Arthur Smith deserves a ton of credit as a result.
1: Number 14, the Tennessee
0: Titans. They had a buy, so not much to say other than reportedly the Titans and the city of Nashville have agreed to financial terms. To get a new domed stadium in Nashville. Bri, I gotta tell you, I don't like this. I mean, Atlanta's got a dome, New Orleans has a dome. I think they're doing this because they want a Super Bowl and they want to be able to have big events, concerts, big political events. But the South, the weather's nice down there. The South should be outdoors. Football should be outdoors. Not a big fan. Your thoughts, Bri?
1: Well, I mean, obviously they needed a new stadium. You saw all that. You read all about that. They needed a new stadium. The amount of money they were going to put into refurbishing Nissan Stadium was, as they quoted, irresponsible for the money that would have been put back into the old stadium. So they need a new stadium. So anyway, you can hear more about that on this week's Business of Sports, which Andrew and I are going to record later today. And he's uh, that is the prime topic
0: there. Ooh, like it. Okay, good.
1: All right, moving on. Number 13, the New York Jets.
0: The New York Jets, and I've said it before, I'll say it again, young players playing well. They believe in Salah. They've got some young studs. They've drafted well. The Jets are a team you would want to buy some stock on at Symbol using the code Ross.
1: Number 12, the Cincinnati Bengals.
0: I'm not quite sure what to do with the Bengals. You know, I think they're pretty good. Their defense is pretty good. They kind of got their mojo back on offense in this last game. Against the Saints, the Bengals are pretty good.
1: Number eleven, the Miami Dolphins.
0: Tua is going to start Sunday night against Pittsburgh, and I honestly, like, I'm going to watch the game, but I'm going to be a little nervous. I'm going to cringe a little bit every time he takes a shot. Number ten, the L.A. Chargers. San Diego Superchargers, San Diego. Chargers. I forgot to do the Miami Dolphins Miami Dolphins Miami Dolphins are very lucky to be 11 by the way That's because they're getting Tua back I think he'll give them a boost Chargers are not a great team I realized that again last night But there's not a lot of Really good teams I mean they're kind of a tier 2 Maybe even tier 3 team
1: Number 9 The New
0: England Patriots The gosh darn Patriots Are you kidding me? Did not think they'd be here, but that's back-to-back really impressive wins. Their defense is playing lights out. Don't worry, B. Zappi is playing well. They got a little bit of a quarterback conundrum there, and they're running the rock. The Patriots, it's a lot of coaching, a a lot of good coaching.
1: Number eight, the Dallas Cowboys.
0: I'm not dropping them that much. Only one spot. They lost at the number one team in the rankings. They're getting Dak back. Very curious to see how Dak plays. Looks like he'll start this week.
1: Number seven, the Baltimore Ravens.
0: Ravens. The good news is the Ravens had like a double-digit lead in every game. The bad news is they've lost three of them. They're not doing well enough in these games when they have the lead, including against the Giants in the fourth quarter. Brutal, brutal loss for the Ravens. I still think they're the third best team in the AFC. but And the good news for them is it looks like they still have a great chance to win their division, but yikes.
1: Number six, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
0: Well, it's hard to explain that loss to the Steelers. Defense played decently. Offense kind of pooped the bed. And I'm wondering if Brady wishes he had stayed retired. Number five, the New York Giants. I mean, this is unbelievable. They've earned it, though. I mean, they beat the Packers. They beat the Ravens. Somehow, this Giants group finds a way to win these games. It's really, really impressive. Curious to see how long they keep it going. Because you guys got to think at some point they're not going to win all these close games.
1: Number four, the Minnesota Vikings.
0: The Minnesota Vikings. How about the fact that Giants and Vikings are both five and one? Five and one. And they both have first-year head coaches, which is why both those guys are and should be in the running for Coach of the Year.
1: Number three, Kansas City Chiefs.
0: Chiefs are still a really good team. They lost a close game to the Bills, who are number two. Doesn't That game did not change my opinion about the Chiefs at all. Bills number two. Love talking about the Bills because of my time up there and love talking about the fact that football season means it's Labatt Blue season. In fact, how about Labatt Blue light season? There's no better way to watch your team on game day than with the pristine Canadian goodness of a cold Labatt Blue light in your hand. Stock up and be the MVP of your tailgate and share a Labatt on game day with your crew. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer. Oh, Bill. Russ's number one team, which is totally meaningless, but it's fun and will get many of you incredibly annoyed, is...
1: All right. Apologies for that. Uh, Hit the little button a little too soon. But Bill's number two, Eagle's number one. Go.
0: Yeah. Well, listen... The Bills are a really good team. The Jordan Poyer story of driving both ways so he could play in the game is wild. says a lot about him. But the Bills team is, they got a really good team. I think they're arguably the best team in the NFL. That was a huge win for them. I think they know and realize how significant it would be to get home field advantage, to play two home games in Buffalo, to try to get to the Super Bowl. That would be gigantic, and they got a big win. They were clutch late, both sides of the ball. Josh Allen in the offense, and then, obviously, Von Miller, Poyer in the defense. As for the Eagles, talked about their game the other night. They have a really good team. I mean, they're 6-0. and They're going into a bye. They're not even that banged up, but they'll be able to get refreshed and healthy. Their schedule's not that arduous for a while. They could be undefeated for a decent amount of time. It can make the 72 Dolphins sweat a little bit. Shoutouts are in order because that's how we do it here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. If you are an I-think-we're-done-here member of patreon.com slash RT Media, I mention your business at the end of every show. Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com, com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics. Vision Comics with an X, BackOfficeScheduler.com, and the gift you must get somebody in your life for this holiday season. Somebody. Spouse, dad, mom, sibling, MyFrontPageStory.com. She will cry. You will win. College Draft and the Even Money podcast today. I think we're done here.